0: It's great to see everybody. If you guys will turn with me to uh, 1 John 5, verse 13 through 15. 1 John 5, verse 13 through 15. These things I have written to you who believe in the name of the Son of God, that you may know that you have eternal life, and that you may continue to believe in the name of the Son of God. Now this is the confidence that we have in him that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we have asked of him. Please bow with me. Dear Lord, we uh, thank you for everything you've given us. We know uh, that we have it pretty good here in America, and uh, we just appreciate uh, Steve coming up here to give us this lesson. Lord, And we ask that uh, you speak through him. We ask that your will be done uh, through this country. And uh, we ask that uh, Steve give us uh, something uh, inspired by you that we can take with us through the rest of this week, and uh, hopefully make us a better light to the world. Lord, uh, we thank you for your Son's sacrifice, and it's in His name we pray. Amen.
1: Good morning. That's pretty good. I give you a C plus. Good, good morning. There we go. That's what I'm looking for. Um, I want to thank everyone uh, who helped with the online stuff, and there's a bunch of other stuff going on as well, but uh, it takes a fair level of uh, bravery to volunteer to do the online stuff, and I appreciate uh, those guys who actually uh, volunteered to do that. Uh, because I think it, it really adds a lot for us to be live together, yeah? But you know what? We're actually together now. I love it. I'm, I'm serious. I feel like, I mean, my, my heart and my soul are just drinking up being with you guys today. The worship and the prayers, amen? It's okay. That was half hearted, but I sometimes wonder if I'm just going insane. Um, but no, I'm not. I mean, it, it's this is why we come here, isn't it, to lift each other up, and it feels good to be together as a family again. And I'm extremely grateful. And heaven forbid that we should have to do it again. I'm gonna try to be grateful. I know. I know. I I doubt it. Um, but I'm grateful for each time. Like Fred was saying, you take it for granted when it's there every week. I, I don't know if I feel like going today. I'm a little stuffy. I'm not sure if I want to go. Now, every time we get to come together, it's a huge blessing. So, um, thank you for being here today. Um, I, I like. I'm really bad at titling things, but this is the best I could do. Peace through wanting. Let me ask you a question. What do you want? I don't want you to specifically answer. I want you to, it's a rhetorical question, just bear. What do you want? You get up in the morning and you do stuff, right? Why are you doing any of the things that you're doing? What what are you after? What is it that you want? And... Um, those of you that know me well know that uh, probably my best and worst quality is the fact that I just do not give up. Even often when it's time to give up, I just don't do a really good job of backing off and giving up. And um, when I, throughout my life in different Uh, careers and jobs that I've had I've really been like okay what's the next thing let's go come on let's do this let's do this come on let's go why was I doing all that why are you doing what you're doing what are you doing it for and don't give me some highfalutin you know ultra spiritual answer well you know Stephen I'm just looking for my eternal reward and to please my Father above. I hope that's true. That's a little bit higher up than most of us live. And if you're not there this morning, that's fine. I want to talk to you about getting there, but that's kind of putting the cart before the horse. Because I think if we're over here in the things that we want... Not being spiritual things, we can't just ask people to leap across the chasm to, oh, now I just want spiritual things. Thanks, Steve. You fixed me. I'm a great, I'm a much better Christian now because you taught me to only want spiritual things. Can't do that. And that's not throughout the Bible the way God has operated with his people. Eventually, where you'll get to is realizing what you want, even that isn't going to do you much good. Read through Ecclesiastes, and you'll learn getting what you want may be the worst thing that can happen to you. Got a couple people shaking their heads. You know getting what you want can be the worst thing that happens to you, because you realize There's nothing that you can want that's going to make the want go away. There's nothing that you can try to reach for that's going to fill you up. But it's not bad to reach for things in this world. It's not. I'm going to read you. I read this to you probably uh, a long time ago. It's one of my favorite psalms, Psalm 16. I like to turn there in my Bible also to make sure I just didn't put the wrong text up on the slide. It's a good double check that way I can just flip past it if I'm making a mistake. But I know I didn't on this one. This one I read a lot. Preserve me, O God, for in you I take refuge. I say to the Lord, you're my Lord. I have no good. The lines have fallen for me in pleasant places. Indeed, I have a beautiful inheritance. Now, if you don't remember what I talked about before about that verse, it may not make a lot of sense. So quick refresher. The the offerings of blood and the names of other gods, that's participating in the world. Everyone around you will tell you that what you're doing to make your life a full life. We want to live our best life, don't we? Are you living your best life? Everyone around you will tell you how to live your best life. And they're doing it for clicks and views. And they're all going to tell you that devoting yourself to an unseen God is not smart at all. You're, you're a fool. You're pitiable. We're all laughing at you behind your back. But those people, drinking the blood offerings and taking the names of false gods on their lips, their sorrows will multiply. And they may be laughing at you right before the train hits them, but their sorrows will multiply. The Lord is my portion. My portion means, what do I get today? What are my good things today? The Lord is my portion. I'm not going to go out there and try to get something that God hasn't given me. You get that? My portion means my wages. Whatever God's paying me, whatever, God, whatever terms, whatever uh, benefits God has, whatever perquisites God offers me, that's all I want. I don't want any other wage or any other benefits. And if you've lived long enough doing things the world the, the way the world says, you understand the truth of this. My chosen wage is whatever God gives me. And my cup are the things outside of my wage that I also get. We were talking about this on our Wednesday night class. Jesus said, let this cup pass from me. I'm looking forward to my life and it it doesn't look good. But God is my cup because my cup runs over with his goodness. It really does. God holds my lot. My bank account is with God. That's what he's saying. All my worldly possessions are just whatever you have given me. The lines have fallen for me in beautiful places. What that means is whenever land was separated back in the day, when your father gave you your inheritance, they would go out and they'd draw the lines randomly, and some people, their land would be on the really good fertile part, other people would have a lot of rocks and stones. He's saying, you know what? The, The way the lines fell for me, I'm extremely lucky. This is the difference, and this is what the world is going to tell you you're a fool for doing. You're supposed to go out there and grab that brass ring. I don't know what that means. I have no idea what that term means. I don't know what brass ring I'm grabbing. Who has the brass ring? How did they get it? Why am I grabbing it? You guys are all just staring at me. I wasn't making a theological point. I'm saying that that sentence doesn't make sense. Does it have to do with bulls or something? You guys don't know either. See, I'm making you think about the deep things today. When people say, grab that brass ring, what does that even mean? That's the deep thoughts you're having this morning. All right, it's going to take a little while to warm you guys up. I'm fine with that. I'm fine. Dennis wasn't wrong. You guys need to, um, well, enough jokes. Psalm 30, Psalm 73 Verse 27 and 28. For behold, those who are far away from you shall perish. You put it into everyone who is unfaithful to you. That's harsh. Does God really do that? In a way, yeah. I thought God was loving. He is loving. He loves those who love God his world and his children and if you're not one of those he puts it into you as well but for me it's good to be near god i have made the lord god my refuge so that i can tell you of all of his works i'm saying i'm reading these psalms because there are so many examples the godly men who wrote these things down not the least of which is david There's some by Moses, some by other people. They've lived a life, and certainly the writer of Ecclesiastes has lived a life, as I have, going after all these things. And the more you live there, the more you realize how futile that is. The American dream, as far as I see it, as far as the way I was taught the American dream, is to work a job that you don't like to pay for things that you bought that you shouldn't have that don't make you happy anymore that's the american dream i was living that's the american dream everybody i worked with was living i have to keep working this job if i don't work this job they're going to take away all my stuff is that stuff really doing it for you oh it's not it's not and i I worked some jobs I really didn't like, really, really didn't like, because they paid me a lot. And once, the devil, once Satan gets you there, man, he's got you good. He has got you. He's got to get you to buy stuff you can't afford. And he's got to get you thinking, you know what, if we ever lost this whatever, I don't know if I, if I could take it. That's where he wants you. He wants you right there where you're worried about losing anything that you have in your life. That's exactly when he's got you. I know. So what I'm saying is, what you want is the last thing you should want. Whatever it is you want, stop it. Go back to Psalm 16. Do you really think you're that good at figuring out, well, if I have this and this and this, then I'll be happy. Everything will be great. Sorry, I watched a musical last night. That's a a lie Satan is selling you. It's just not true. Again, read these Psalms, read Ecclesiastes. Am I saying this because... I'm paid to say these things. No, I'm saying these things because thousands of years of wisdom, these pages are crying out to you to stop doing what you've been doing. I had this book in my hand my whole life and I just didn't hear it. And it cost me dearly. And I've seen so many other friends who've had this book in their hands their whole life and it's cost them dearly to not Hear what it's saying. Whatever it is you're going after, stop. Just stop. The Lord, when the Lord is your portion and your cup, when, you, when all of your savings is in the bank of God, and it's like, well, isn't that a little irresponsible? Yeah, I guess so. In some senses you're saying we shouldn't save for the future. I'm not saying any of that. I'm saying put away what God moves you to put away, give what God puts on you to give and do what God puts on you to do. Period. That's it. Anything else is destruction to you. I don't care. It's not going to hurt my feelings. If you, actually, it is going to hurt my feelings, because I, I want someone to reach back to younger Steve and go, stop it, idiot, just cut it out. I really do. Getting slapped about the face day after day would have been better than what I ended up putting myself through. So, let's go to First John, that was our scripture this morning, chapter 5. I know right now I stay away from politics, but people are like, you know, I really wanted, let's just be honest, a lot of people in Indiana said, I really wanted Trump to win. Okay. Why? Why? I mean, I understand, I get your reasons, but is that really the thing you want in this world? You want the wrong things. You understand what I'm saying? It's good to want what God wants, but why don't you let God want what God wants and you do what God tells you to do and stop crying about the rest of it. And This is not a political speech, I'm sorry. It's it's a little bit of a political speech. Uh, To be honest, okay, I really don't talk about politics, but here goes. I vote on one issue. I am pro-life, and I understand not all Christians are there. That's fine we'll get there we can talk about that but that's my one issue i vote on so i would really i really like i think protecting children is the most important thing our government could be doing that it's not but you know what the government can't protect children we can god can do you understand what i'm saying if you're crying that hard, and I don't know, people say, well, we don't know how the election is going to turn. I don't know. I don't care. I do not care. God has not put it on my heart to care who wins the election for president. I did my job. I went and I voted, and I'm done. I, this is not what I planned on talking about today, but we've had a lot of prayers that I say things that God wants you to hear, so I guess this is what God wants you to hear. Okay? let god do his job if you're that angry if you're angry that trump didn't win i think you need to repent if you're throwing a temper tantrum because you didn't get your way you need to repent well trump's doing okay Good, let Trump do whatever he thinks he needs to do. That doesn't have anything to do with me. I'm not going to be angry at my neighbors or especially my wife or my children because things didn't turn out in a national national popularity contest the way I wanted it to. We have the wrong prom king. And I know it's bigger than that. I'm, I'm sure I'm making a lot of people angry today. Fine, that's fine. But look at any of the New Testament. Seek first God's kingdom and God's righteousness and all the rest will be added to you. And if your joy is being taken away, if God gives you all these things and you're walking around mad because the popularity contest didn't work out the way you wanted it to, repent. That's all I have to say. And I would have said it the other way if the election had turned out the other way. Of course I would. I oh, don't know. That was a digression. That's fine. Please feel free to go see if I, I really feel like that was out of line. Do that. That's fine. Come talk to me later. How many times have you heard the Lord's Prayer? Let me back up. Let's go back. Let's go to John, 1 John chapter 5. John's saying, Look, I wrote all these things. And John was certainly better at writing at this time in his life than he had been earlier. But he, writing isn't something John did um, very easily. I write these things to you who believe in the name of the Son of God that you may know that you have eternal life. Did he say so that you may have eternal life? Is that what he said? Is that what he said? So that you may have eternal life? No, I write these things so that you can know you have eternal life. There's a big difference. Because I walked around as a Christian. Oh, that's great. Do you really believe if you get hit by a car driving home today or just crossing the street or the perilous walk I have across the parking lot and you get struck, do you really believe you're going to be in the the arms of your father? Do you know that? Is it a suspicion you have? Is it something you hope works out? Or is it something you know? If it's not something you know, you need to keep reading 1 John until you get there. Honestly, don't stop. Just read it over and over again until you get there. Because if it's not something you know, then you're not really getting the benefit of the gospel. What? Yeah, I'm not even going to explain myself. <laughs> Take that. Verse 14. This is the confidence we have toward God that if we ask anything according to His will, He hears us. What? Here's the thing. People keep saying, well, I prayed for God. I prayed for God to heal my Aunt Paula, whom I loved more than any other relative I had. And He didn't. He didn't magically cure her. And a few months later... I prayed for God to heal my father who is the person I loved most in the world besides my wife. And he didn't. And I couldn't take it. It It's too much. What What good is it following God if the most important people in my life die in a way that is not pleasant? in front of my eyes slowly over time. What's the point? What is the point? What's the point of following God? Are you listening or not? Huh? I've done all this stuff all these years. I've followed you. This, the, my, my aunt Paula and my dad were two of the most faithful Christians I know. They did not deserve to go like that. How can you let this happen? Are you are who, you, who everyone's told me you are? Or is that just all made up? What's going on? Jesus said, if you love father or mother or Aunt Paula more than me, you're not worthy of me. See, the thing is, my Aunt Paula and my dad were fine. They were fine. They were ready to meet their reward. The key part of verse 14, if we ask anything according to His will, it wasn't His will. Why? I don't understand. You don't have to understand. You're not God. Do you understand? You don't have to understand what God's reasons are. My dog doesn't have to understand what my reasons are for doing anything I do because she's a dog, I'm her master, and she has no idea how the world actually works. You know what? The same's true for you, but times a million. I don't care how unfair it seems. I don't care how messed up it seems. It has to be according to the will of the Father. God hears every one of your prayers. And He answers every one of your prayers. Sometimes it's no. And the reason why is because it's not according to His will. I don't like God's will. That's fine. You don't have to. But God loves you more than you love yourself and more than you can understand. And if this is a deal breaker for you, then you never loved God. You can't love someone and have deal breakers. It just doesn't work like that. I don't have deal breakers with my children. I hope you don't. I don't have a deal breaker with my wife and I pray to God, You don't. There are no deal breakers in love. And there are no deal breakers between God and us. Praise be to Him for that. The Sermon on the Mount. How many times have you heard the Lord's Prayer? Approximately 3.7 billion is my guess. But have you ever really listened? Let's just pay attention to one small part. Matthew chapter 6. I'm going to take a quick drink of water while you turn there. As delicious as it is refreshing. Jesus says, pray like this. And of course, that doesn't mean we're having to follow a formula. He's saying "This this is the mindset you should have when you pray. Don't make it some formula. O oh Lord, we come beseech thee today that thou mayst help us. I don't know, whatever weird ritual you come... I know, I've taken it to the next level. You guys knew what you were hiring, right? This isn't a shock to you guys. There's no secret formula. There's no magic rain dance. This is your father, your dad. By, G- by Jesus' sacrifice, we have the privilege of calling him dad. This is your dad and your king. Okay, but you have to have the right mindset. You don't come in and say, Dad, here's what I want. Dad, where's money? Money? My kids do that. I'll be like, "Mm, I apparently haven't tortured you enough. Mm, This is going to be a bad week. It's going to be a real bad week. And we approach God like that. We have to have the right attitude as well. That's what Jesus is saying. And I'm taking the whole prayer here. He says, pray like this. Our Father in heaven. First of all, remember, he's your dad. You forget that, you've blown it. I mean, not blown it, where there's no deal breakers with God. I'm saying you've got the wrong attitude already. Hallowed be your name. Second thing, he's your dad. He's also the holy creator of the universe and your king. That's the beginning. Move on from there. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Do you get that? If you're praying for your will to be done, you're doing it wrong because you're not that smart. You're not. You think you know what you want? I slap my knee in laughter. Let me do it again. Because you don't know what you want. You only think you know what you want. You've been programmed to want all these ridiculous things that, you, that are not going to help you. They're only going to hurt you. Well, that sounds exactly what a preacher would say. Now, this what sounds like a man who's been in the pits of hell and God raised him back up, would say. I would spare you that nightmare. God is good and God loves you. You don't need anything more than God has given you, and that's the next thing Jesus puts in His prayer. Give us today the megabucks winning number. No, that's not what it says. It says give us today our daily food. Give us our allotment of food today. I'm not going to ask you for anything else, but oftentimes God gives me so much more than that. But if he's just giving me bread today, I'm grateful for that because that's what I need today. And right after that, forgive us for the things that we have done against you and owe to you as we, at the same time, do the same to everyone around us. Okay? We're going to move along. I know. I'm leaving a lot of threads dangling here. You can go home and think about them. Pray about them. I don't have a Sunday night sermon to wrap it up, so you're going to have to wrap it up in your head. I'm just kidding. I'll figure something out. Here are the two foundations without peace I see in the world. I hope God will do it. And I hope I can do it. I was I've been both of these. You know what? I hope I can do it. I hope I can do it. More. It didn't work. Pound on it harder. Come on. I can do this. That's totally me. And then God changed me. and I became a, I hope God will do it person. And that was even worse. I will just pray until God makes it all happen. Because that's what God does. God makes it all happen for me. Because I'm Steve. Why am I doing my. Okay. The foundation, that way is going to only lead you to ruin. The way you look at things, you don't hope God will do it, you don't hope that you can do it. You wonder what great thing will God do next? And we're getting back around to the whole title of the lesson. Maybe I did title it aptly. Peace through wanting. Peace through wanting whatever it is God wants. I don't know what it is God wants. Okay, well, let me read some more verses. Mr. or Ms. Smarty Pants. When you stop wanting things and you start going, thankfully God is driving the bus instead of me. I wonder what He's going to do next. That's when you have the peace that passes understanding because that's when you see how good god is at being god and how generous and loving god is as a father and a king if it was all up to you well i hope i hope i get that promotion automobile Electronic device, house, whatever. Child. I've been there, too. God had a different plan for me. Those two cuties right there. You know what he was doing? No, There's no point in me praying for anything. What? A, I'm not, see, I'm, my positive self-talk out of the pulpit is working. I am not going to bash on myself for comedic purposes today. I need to, you guys haven't watched, I can tell. Shame, shame. Go go watch the out of the pulpit, please. But if it were up to you to figure out what you want, you're, you're not even children compared to God. Children have more wisdom compared to me than I have compared to God. If I'm in charge of what I get in a day, it's not going to end well. Right? This is almost literally me except six feet tall. And that wasn't candy, it was other things. Electronics, ethanol, other stuff. But the same result. Misery. Laying on the floor, king of my own dominion. And literally dead because of it until doctors bring me back. And then still doing the same thing. That's how much of a genius I am. Right? The worst thing that could happen to you is for you to get to do everything you want to do. If I let my kids play video games all weekend, guess what happens? I hate video games. I'm bored. You're bored? Oh good. I have things you can do. <laughs> The point is, you're not going to be filled with anything that's going to help unless you're, and I'll say this a million times until we all get there, filled with the Holy Spirit of God. What you should want every day is what Jesus had. is to be filled with the Holy Spirit of God. That's the only want that's going to work to die to yourself and be full of the holy spirit. All right. Oh, I got to move at a quicker pace. Romans chapter 12. I'm just going to shoot through these. Romans chapter 12. I mean, you may not even have time to turn. Verse 2. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind. How do I renew my mind, Steve? Electroconvulsive therapy. Thank you for asking. No, that's not true. Renew your mind so that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. You understand what I'm saying there? Or what? I'm not, Paul's saying it. I'm not saying it. I'm just reading. Don't be conformed to this world, be transformed by the Spirit so that you can figure out what is God's will, what is good and And acceptable and perfect. There is no other thing that's more important to learn on this planet than that. If you want to be the smartest, wisest person on planet Earth, then you should spend your time by reading, praying, and testing. Testing doesn't mean sitting in your house reading the Bible. I don't know what the will of God is. You got to try. You got to try, run into difficulty, and then try some more what God is asking you to try. You get what I'm saying? You're not going to be successful. How successful was Jesus' ministry, by the way, on earth? Everybody turned on him at the very end, didn't they? Would you call that a successful ministry? Please list on your resume, Jesus what your growth plan was for your last congregation and your growth plan for the next five years. Jesus' resume ain't looking too good. But if you look at His real resume, which is doing every minute what is the will of the Father, hitting those obstacles, backing up and saying, now where do you want me to go that way? Hitting that obstacle and going through and destroying the power of death itself by doing the will of God and understanding what it is God wants. It looks like he was running into obstacles, but he wasn't. He was destroying the powers of evil, chaos, and death. Okay, I said I was going to go faster. Ephesians chapter 5. Verses 15 through 17. And we've read this more than a couple times. Look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise, making the best of the time because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. You get that? The opposite's there. Foolishness versus understanding what it is God wants. Finally, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, we read this more than a few times too. That's because it's worth reading more than once. Verses 16 through 19. Rejoice always. Do it. Woo! Rejoice always. Woo! I'm not kidding. Thank you, Lord. Rejoice. Yay! No, we're not going to yay. I'll put this Bible down. (laughs) Is God good? Praise God. God. Come on, you can do better than that. Praise God. There you go. Excellent. You get a 10 out of 10, bro. All right? Pray without ceasing. Well, I can't help but notice that you're not praying right now, Steve. How do I know? Because your eyes aren't closed. Okay, that's not praying without ceasing. Praying means God is standing next to me at all times, and everything I do, every conversation I have, every activity I engage in, I do it with Him. You understand that? Under His guidance, supervision, and love. That's praying without ceasing. All right. Verse 18 Give thanks in all circumstances. Thank you, God, that President Trump did not win the election, probably. Ooh, that stings, you Republicans in the audience. Thank you, Lord, that you're in charge of the way, maybe he did, maybe the lawsuits. I don't care. That's not my job. I don't want what President Trump wants. I want what God wants. And when it comes to the election, I don't know what he wants. Not my job. Understand? Let's thank God. God, thank you for being so good to me. God, thank you. Okay, we're going to do this together as a team. Let's try again. God, thank you for being so good to me. Do not quench the Spirit. If you're too embarrassed to say, God, thank you, in front of your friends, then you've just quenched the Spirit. Right? The Spirit moves you to say something like stop crying about the election and you're like, I'm afraid it's going to make people mad. You just quench the Spirit. Come on, preacher man. Come on, other people. Say what God... Don't laugh at me. Okay, that's quenching the Spirit. I'm sorry. I don't want to quench my wife's spirit. Do what God has asked you to do. Stop wanting stupid things. We don't say stupid, Daddy. Well, I say stupid. I don't say it about people, though. I only say it about things because I'm a professional counselor. Alright? Stop wanting stupid things. Stop buying Satan's lies. Want what he wants. More importantly, what what he wants for you. And that's not a bad thing to want to have joy and peace today. That's a good thing. It's a good thing to want joy and peace today. The only way you're going to get it is to want what God wants. It's the only way it's going to happen. That doesn't mean you're going to have an easy time today, but you're not going to have an easy time until Christ redeems the world. If you think you're going to get security and a peaceful life, you've completely bought in to the satanic package of lies. It just doesn't happen in this world. It will not happen. You're not going to have an easy life. You're not going to have an easy life. But you can have a good life. You can have a a life full of joy and peace and hope. And you can have eternal life. And you can have the love of your brothers and sisters in your heart. You can have the love of God in your heart. And you can give that love to other people. And there's nothing better on this earth than that. There's nothing else you could want that's better than giving and receiving love. If you're not a member of God's body, if you don't have God's love, you can be baptized. Wash away all your sins and become one with God. He's ready to be your dad king. If you're a Christian already and you just need prayers, come forward while we sing this song and we'll pray with you. Come on. Without Him, I could do nothing. Without him I surely fail.